You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Blake Ritterman, along with John Clark, here for Real Presence Live on this Tuesday, January 3rd, uh, here in the Christmas season. Great conversation, John, with uh, Bishop Felton. Uh, a lot of good things going on. In a lot, yeah, a lot of really, a lot of really good things. I'm, I'm very curious. I actually listened to his letter last night, and um, and he really speaks to the heart. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's a call to the parish community to become, you know, to take on the mission. Yeah, and uh, really help through his, his listening tours. I gathered that that's what really was the genesis of this. As, as he said, it was a result, but, but I think that the Holy Spirit really touched him to say, you know, this isn't just something that the that the, uh, the, the priests and the bishops are going to do. This, is, this calls for the whole parish. And so I, I'm really looking forward to uh, speaking with him again, again, how it's going and, mm-hmm. and what he's seeing. Wonderful. Yeah. And what a timely, uh, I mean, at Christmas and Christmas where mm-hmm. Christ is, is, is born and can, uh, can bring us, you know, in a new way to meet him in a very humble way as a baby and just to, you know, take that into our hearts and to, to bring it out to the world as well. But sometimes it, I like that. It's, you got to start with healing before you mm-hmm. move to hope and joy. And we're going to be healing probably the rest of our lives you know, yeah. as we move through. You know, um, so one of the things that, that came to mind too, Blake, was that I, I, when he started talking about celebrating Christmas through the baptism, I'll be honest with you, it, it, it never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. So he really spoke some, some really interesting words that, that actually help you look ahead to the next feast day to keep the Christmas spirit that's in right. you. I just, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Now. Yeah, so, now, the whole month of January is going to be something completely that's different. Right. That's right. The beauty and wisdom uh, of the church in its liturgy. In our next segment, we have Jennifer Anderson in studio. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, so great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. And it's nice to see both of you guys here this morning. So yeah. I was driving in listening to Bishop's um, interview. And yes, liturgical living is so important. It really keeps our faith in front of us each and every day. That's right. Uh, I just... We live in such, we're so thankful for this church, this beauty that we have mm, in front of us. Yes. Um, so many great things that to go deeper into the Lord's love for us. So Jennifer, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your ministry uh, currently. Yes. Um, again, I'm Jennifer Anderson. I own Redeeming Grace Counseling in Fargo. Uh, we provide mental health counseling for individuals, families, couples, um, and it's long also with addiction counseling and uh, groups. So we have quite a few group therapies that are starting. We're, like I said, we're located in Fargo, but we have licenses in Minnesota as well. So telehealth all across North Dakota and Minnesota. And for you snowbirds, I've added Arizona. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. That's so hopefully great. we can get a, a, um, an, a national license because during the pandemic, we were able to see everybody across the country and so now it's like oh come on let's let's continue right. that so it's been wonderful with telehealth because i'll tell you a lot of uh I don't mean to say anything about you guys, but you guys are kind of not as open to going to counseling and having the ability to be in your home mm-hmm. or your office or even your barn, guys. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, um, can you close the barn door? I'm hearing your cows. And, and the, the gentlemen are just awesome with uh, being able to join them where they are and help them in their healing. 
What a gift. Yeah. What a gift. I mean, just the gift of that technology um, where you can go to where they're going to be mm-hmm. and for them to be comfortable to open themselves yeah. up to to healing as yeah. well. So. And we have a Fargo office and we're tripling our size. Oh. So hiring a child and on a child and adolescent therapist and hiring some others so um so we're growing and and um lord's blessing it being a catholic therapist in this area it's a great need and so god has been um wonderful in in placing this ministry on my heart it's finally coming to fruition and so i'm just so so pleased and so honored to help so many people wonderful can i ask you that's my one question follow-up question sure you know because i i would agree with you that men aren't really the most (laughs) <laughs> friendly toward counseling. It's too touchy-feely, you know, but, and share your feelings. You know, the first thing I think of is that it's the door to your office. Yeah. That's probably the most intimidating because I don't know what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. So to meet them where they are. Yes. I mean, ultimately, I would think face-to-face is probably the best way to do it. It's, it it's the least distracting, but to give mm-hmm. them that level of comfort before they come in. Right, right. Um, you know, and that's, that's very true. That I'm not a doctor in regards to seeing your physical health, and we'll be talking about that mind, body, and spirit, but mental health and what a, a, um, they're unable to share their feelings to too many people, and there's a feeling of shame or, oh, I don't think anybody else feels this way. And there's such a commonality of this thread that once we start opening up and to, to learn more about where they are and the, the hurt that's behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is it a sense of, I can figure it out. I can do it. I can deal yeah. with it. I'm supposed to just power through this. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to white knuckle it through. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so there's, there's this uh, sense of humility that, mm-hmm. hmm, I can't do everything. And I'm not going to tell you how to fix your car. I mean, so I stay in my lane, yet so many people think that they can fix it all. And so we need to to help each other in all of our different areas. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying yes to your ministry, yeah. Jennifer. So today, you know, it's the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people start talking about uh, New Year's resolutions, um, you know, reflecting back on 2022 and looking forward to 2023. Um, so, you know, they, they, what areas are people usually focusing on uh, during this time? Yes. Well, New Year's resolutions, of course. And so it's like, well, tomorrow, June, January 1st, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to do um, I'm going to do all kinds of charity and, and everything like that. And they overwhelm themselves. And so then they set themselves up for failure and then nothing gets gets done and just like bishop was saying too as far as it takes 30 days for a bad habit and it takes 30 days for a good habit as well and also with new year's new year's resolutions you know so as catholics christmas continues on so it's like we have this long sentence of merry christmas happy new year (laughs) what and so no we leave our trees up but yeah right so you know, as people look at their resolutions, and you mentioned, you know, they overwhelm themselves. Because there's, when you look at yourself, a lot of times there's, oh, I can change this, I can change this. Oh, I was crummy in this. You know, I should have, should have, should have, should have done this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as they go mm-hmm. through. So, you know, just looking at that, what are some key agreed ingredients to success or failure in carrying through on on resolutions? So, key ingredients is to kind of dial back to all the things that I should not be involved in and so so often that we're focusing on fixing other people and looking in the mirror and we need to work on ourselves so um, turning to prayer 
asking God, what is really going on in my, my mind? What is going on in my physical health, my mental health, my spiritual health? What is maybe one thing that I could work on in each of those areas? And perhaps I can tell you more in the next segment of on how that process yeah. um, is. So if let's, the, the tendency I think in New Year's resolutions is to, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to give this up. I'm going to try to eliminate a bad habit yeah. or, or a bad way of life. Mm-hmm. How important is it to fill that void once you remove that, fill that with something Something positive. positive. Yeah. yeah. And what's primarily what I'm seeing is that their faith is lacking. And um, too often people will feel like, well, I'll go to church once I get, once my life gets in order, or I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go to the gym once I lose that weight. No, the church is the hospital. And so um, Jesus wants us to come broken and how we are right there and then. So to fill us up, um, starting with our prayer, dear God, please help me. Simple as that. Yeah, and because you know the what this segment was called was New Year's resolution to achieve wholeness in mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we there's a compartmentalization, if you will, of you know this is the weight loss thing, this is the church thing, mm-hmm. this is the you know studying or habits or what have you. But we're one person, yes. <laughs> we're one human human person. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that of just that you know that wholeness, if you will, of the human person. Right. Well, I utilize the three-legged stool, but that's also you know three separate areas. In some of the Eastern philosophies, we can learn a lot from that because it's more of a of a braid. It's all intertwined, and that's what we are. I mean, God created us in His likeness and image. Where mind, body, and spirit is one. Where in you know centuries ago the the priest or, or religious person was the medical doctor you know and there were the counselor and everything and so now we've split things up so to integrate that is um to just i keep saying simplify because we're complicated people we fill our calendars with so many things that we should not even be part of um, we're such passive-aggressive, nice people in the Midwest, and so it's hard for us to say no. <laughs> and it's okay to say no, and it's saying yes to Jesus. So, what what are your thoughts? And maybe you can talk a little bit about this. Um, you start started talking about prayer. Yeah. God help me. Maybe that's the first step before even establishing a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. Let 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 God tell us what we need to do. Yeah, we're pretty stubborn where I want to do this and this and this, and I want this done in this time. And so um, just being open to God to place on our heart what we need to start with instead of what we think we need to do. Um, And so what, what really it boils down to is perhaps I'm spending too much time and energy over here and humbling myself to say, okay, Lord, please help guide me to where I need to be from your your plan. I have so many hurt people that'll come to to counseling where they have left the faith because some something happened. You know, grandma, I prayed for grandma not to die and God let them do that. Or why did God allow all these things? And so there's this hurt inner child, let's say, and so that's kind of psych 101, but it's hurt. We grow up with a lot of hurt. And we develop maladaptive behaviors from that. And it didn't happen overnight, so it's going to have to rewind and take some time to, to um, 
take that apart and learn from it. Yeah, and for our listeners out there, it's it's as practical as Lord help me, Lord show me. You mm-hmm. know, people say many times, pray about it. Well, that's that's prayer. You mm-hmm. know, you're you're having a conversation with with God. We're speaking with Jennifer Anderson from Redeeming Grace Counseling, and uh, just just the beautiful you know ways that we can look at the new year. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the practical steps people can take to achieve wholeness in mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host Blake Ridman, along with John Clark, and we'll be right back on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Conversion of St. Paul. Conversion in the Pauline sense is something much more radical than, say, the revision of a few opinions and attitudes. It is a death event. In other words, it is an exchange of the old subject for another. The I ceases to be an autonomous subject standing in itself. It is snatched away from itself and fitted into a new subject. The eye is not simply submerged, but it must really release its grip on itself in order then to realize itself anew in and together with a greater eye. In the letter to the Galatians, the fundamental intuition about the nature of conversion, that it is the surrender of the old isolated subjectivity of the eye in order to find oneself within the unity of the new subject which bursts the limits of the eye, thus making possible contact with the ground of all reality, appears again with new emphases in another context. There is only one bearer of the promise, outside of which is the chaotic world of self-realization where men compete with one another and desire to compete with God, but succeed merely in working right past their true hope. You have become a new, singular subject together with Christ and, in consequence, through the amalgamation of subjects, find yourselves within the purview of the promise. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am your host, Blake Ritterman, along with John Clark. And we're speaking with Jennifer Anderson from Redeeming Grace Counseling. Uh, we're just having a great conversation about New Year's resolutions. Tis the season, if you will, to talk about, uh, to reflect back on 2022, to look forward to 2023. Um, but we're the same person, you know, mm-hmm. the clock strikes midnight. <laughs> we're the same person, same wounds, same, you know, need for healing. Um, and we're talking about the, you know, we're one person. We're wholeness of mind, body, and spirit. Um, so, you know, what is your process, Jennifer, as you, as a person who comes into your office or you have that telehealth conversation or just an off-the-cuff conversation, hey, I need this healing or mm-hmm. I need, what? Where, how do I start? Yeah, 
Well, thanks for asking because many people don't know what it's like. Just like John says, it's like getting through that that door. Uh, so, so I I work with insurances and and also non insurances and also um, health sharing as well. Uh, so. It's an assessment, and so I, I ask all kinds of questions. And it's not to be prying, it's to get a big picture. And so I, under, I ask about their health, um, you know, their sibling, their family of origin, any addictions, their um, education, where they've lived, any different, has there been any abuse, uh, has the adverse childhood um, experiences, the ACE, and actually a lot of schools are using the ACE now too, seeing had they endured any trauma before the age of 18. So that really helps set the, the tone as understanding where they are now from birth until now and it may seem a little overwhelming but then from there I'm triaging to determine you know what's what do we need to deal with first um, I don't know if you had psych 101 but Maslow's hierarchy and so you know what are their basic needs and now I'm going to provide uh, recommendations but let's say they're like well I don't want to deal with any of that I want to like fix x y and z and I go great that is where we're going to start. Now, certainly if there are safety issues, I'm going to need to deal with that and to help them um, become more of a balanced person if there's too much of, a, of an up and down um, thing. So I develop a treatment plan, uh, and it's always with, with their plan. And they'll say, great. And what really is a neat question that I'll ask on my assessment is the miracle question. If you could live your life the way you'd want to live and you woke up tomorrow and money was no object, how would you want to live? And you'd think when I'd ask that question, it would be, well, I'd want to live in a castle and have, live on my own island and all the, you know, you know, secular things or all the things. I, I joke that you never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul. And so, <laughs> um, so, it's, so it's our spiritual health that is really um, needing some help. Um, and so, so their answer to the miracle question is simply, I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to get to heaven. I, relationships, my, you know, my parents, my siblings, and my children. And, and what does that tell you? That money was no object. Yeah, it's, not the, it's not the money. <laughs> it's not the money. Yeah, yeah it's, it's love it or leave it, right? Yeah. And so we were just, my husband and I were just talking about that. And it's like, well, where would we, we'd pay off our, our, our debt, but then it would be tithing and we would just have fun volunteering and giving away money, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so you were mentioned treatment plan. Uh, and I talked to you a little bit about this during the break, but a resolution is part of a treatment plan. Is that, is that a is that a valid thing to do? And maybe it's not called a resolution per se, but it's it's something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, a resolution or you know a goal. Uh, what are the what are the presenting issues, the problems, the resolutions? Be it I'm um, drinking too much, I'm overeating, I can't sleep, you know, etc. And would you like to change that? And so if the goal is uh, to lose weight, what are the things that are keeping you in the way of reaching that goal? And then I provide education with cognitive behavior therapy. What I think leads to a feeling that leads to a behavior. And so we're, the behaviors are what we're going to change, but it's the thoughts and the feelings that get in the way. And those are still going to be there. It's just taking a detour to a different behavior that's healthier. Have you found, this is kind of a, just a question mm -hmm. that just came to me just now, but just our culture is becoming so noisy 
Mm. And so there's so many distractions out there. And what you're describing is you can't just change the behavior. You got to first stop and think, what am I thinking? And what is making me feel that way? Mm-hmm. Are you finding with your individuals that you serve, like that's very difficult to stop and think yeah. a very difficult first step to wholeness, I guess. Well, we live in a busy world and our phones are dinging and our computers and, you know, and all those sorts of things. And, you know, if we didn't answer a text or a phone or an email right away, we'd be bombarded and everything. But just look at the Old Testament, and God was talking to everybody all the time, and perhaps God is talking to us, but we're too busy. And, you know, what's the noise-canceling headphones are one of the biggest um, gifts mm-hmm. over Christmas, <laughs> and so what does that have to say? So, yeah, really clearing our the clutter in our house, clearing the clutter in our office, but it's our clutter in our brain, of that, what we call stinking thinking. Mm -hmm. And it's these messages, they're not true messages, they're false messages that perhaps they have started to believe. Maybe they were bullied as a child, maybe they were misunderstood from their parents or or what have you. But it becomes like, um, I'm dating myself, but like a a record, a broken Mm -hmm. record. And 78 or 33 and 30. Just one. Well, um, 45. <laughs> I had 33, you know, okay. and I also have eight track, you know, but, you know, it's, and, and the wonderful yeah. thing is neuroplasticity is that kind of a key, uh, key um, thing that everybody's looking at. And that's kind of like this broken record in our brain that yeah. it's that thinking that, nope, I'm a loser. I'm, you know, God doesn't love me. And so those are false thinking. So really taking the, the, the scales out of our eyes and really start looking at why are you thinking that? What are those messages? Because that's actually not true. God loves you for where you are. And um, it's, it's just a true ministry to just kind of all of a sudden see my clients are like, ah, oh. yeah. and then crying and just crying with them and just seeing that God loves them no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Prayer is a, an important part of what what you do. Um, mm-hmm. Speak about um, again. This is something we talked about earlier, but you had mentioned that if somehow I don't pray with my client, mm-hmm. things just don't seem to go right. Talk about yeah. that. I mean, how important is that to not only you, of course, but but what the people that you mm-hmm. you work with? Right. Well, uh, first off, is when I see my client for the first time, and I'll say do you mind if we begin with prayer? And a lot of them are like, yes, please. Or um, how cool is that to, you know, integrate prayer? But yeah, I'll, I'll begin and end in prayer. Uh, but if for some reason we get chatty and I can get that way, I think I was right here talking to, to uh, Mark uh, right up until I was supposed to be on, but that I'll forget to pray and it changes the whole milieu of the therapy session of, oh, wait, I, and then I'll stop, and then I'll go, we got to pray. And then it's really integrating all of the things that we talked about in the assessment that will be um, in the closing prayer. Um, St. Dymphna is the patron saint of mental health, and so she's always invoked at the end. So, St. Dymphna, pray for us. (laughs) I I mean... It's starting ref- reflection, right? We gotta we gotta start and reflect on our lives, but we do that with with Christ, with the Lord, because a lot of times it can, can you you're, you yourself can turn into a project mm-hmm. that I have to fix or I gotta figure this out. I'm sure it's tempting too for the counselor at times, yeah. you know. So it's so important to bring in the Holy Spirit, ask for guidance, and to be led by mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit as you're moving through it. 
Yeah, you know, we complicate things so much. And we, you know, we were like, no, we're stubborn and we're, I'm going to do this myself. And, and I was joking that um, I, I don't know how to fix cars. And I am domestically challenged too. And so staying in my own lane and helping people. But it's, it's really about um, simplifying our things. Kind of, I have this little worksheet that I do. And, you know, what are the, what are the issues you need to work on? And then what are the things that you have control over? And then I ask them to cross off the things that they don't have control over in that mind, body, and spirit. And I, you know, I took statistics, but that's about it, you know. But I, for what I see over all the years, is at least fifty percent of the things that they have crossed off um, are things they don't have control over. And so, what does that say to us that we're always wanting? you know, to help other people. And I'll, that's a big problem with a lot of us Christians. It's like, well, it's not Christian-like to not have to help people. And so, but Jesus flipped over the tables and he, he said no, and, and we, we can only do so much, right? We have to so many hours of sleep, so much to eat, and we have our jobs or what have you. But it's those little things that we may not even know that we're doing that could bring others to Christ. Mm. Um, but it's more of, we don't have to have a degree in theology or, or all that kind of things. I always joke with, if you know, your first grade workbook to preparing for the sacraments, you know, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and from there, we can learn and grow in Christ. But yeah, the Holy Spirit is is really in charge here. And if we can just humble ourselves to like, okay, you take the steering wheel, Lord. Right. So in the minute or so we have left, <clears throat> you're kind of already addressed what I was going to say, but are there any other words of encouragement as far as putting yourself straight to, to have a really solid resolution for 2023 for our listeners. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll have to guide themselves. You've guide them, you know, you yeah. guide your, your clients, but. Right. Well, it's, it's more of turning to God and doing a good examination of conscience and, and making a good confession. And that's, that's one of the, the sacraments that is not utilized as much. Uh, and and us us Catholics, I just love it. I just you know get buffed up and shiny and everything like that. And so it's really looking at where our faith is and where are we with God. And so that's very helpful for all of us to kind of get our our priorities in place. Wonderful. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Redeeming Grace Counseling here in Fargo. I really appreciate your ministry and much needed in this time. Yes, thank you. Well, listeners, uh, we're coming to the end of our first hour here. It's been flown by here, John. It has. It really has. And uh, on the other side of the break, uh, Bishop Barron is going to give a recorded uh, session. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. 